Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music.
oil all over the place. Um, I didn't make it to Bridgeport before I had to turn around, and I got stuck underneath the highway. And uh, me and X are in the car, and, you know, neighbor had to come and help me get my car to a shop, and I had no car. Um, it was a mess. Okay, I didn't hear the part of the story. I didn't hear the part of the story. Okay, yeah, so I, I, I hadn't talked to you. I hadn't talked to you. I hadn't talked to you, so right, I'm telling so you now. All so, I remember, they said, uh, somebody came and told me, said, Barry's not coming. I said, what? I said, yo, are you serious? So, so but now yeah. I know the, the, the other side of the story. Okay, so, so, so I got up early. Well, it's not we got cool. we went that's to bed late. Cool. We went to bed we went to bed late, right? I got up early, um, got in the car, my light comes on in my car, um, saying I need to turn the engine off and pull over. And I'm looking and it's just like no oil in the engine. There's just spewing oil from the, the oil pan. Uh long story short, it was a hose leak a hole in the hose. Um, they were able to fix it, but it was just, it was a nightmare. Um, my wife's like, take my car. I'm like, I can't take your car. You got, you got Avery's in Bridgeport. We got, you got to go get her. It was, it, I, I felt bad, not only because I, did, I, I didn't get to hang out with you, but it was X's first game and I didn't get a chance to take him. So I was really upset. I didn't get to take him. So um, it was just a bad uh, birthday, but. You know, listen. I appreciate you. I, 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 you know, I got nothing but love for you, TP. Uh, we'll talk after. I gotta bring Sirius in, Mr. Simmons, Aaron, Aaron Sirius. It's repping every um, zip code, area code, uh, D, well, I guess DMA, uh, whatever you call it. Um, he's in there, Sirius. What's going on? You know, first and foremost, you know what, TP. I know you're trying to send some well wishes. I ain't buying that bull crap at all, man. Real talk. So he hateful. He hit you with the pump fake, and he, and he wanted you to go see that pitiful display of football by yourself. I, I'm not buying none of that. It's 25 degree weather and everything. I'm not buying none of that. Don't let the man come on air and try to give you a bunch of – no, F all that. He did you dirty. You're saying we about to Work, You're really bad, bro. Night. Really bad. You don't even know, man. I, I, I even got into an accident out there and everything, man. Not like like car accident, but like something bad happened at the game and everything. I'm like, come on, yeah. this is happening to me. You know, so like I think really? Barry sends the bad people after me, man. Like bad spirits. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. And then next thing you know, I'm up here watching the game and watch. Listen, listen. I'm I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I guess we're spilling into yeah. this stuff. That had that had been the worst pro football game I've experienced <laughs> in my life. In my life. And 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 um like and this is funny, but not funny, but you know, you get what I'm saying. The situation yeah. that it was broken down and Aaron Rodgers got a whiff of it. You had to yes. see the situation live. Not not yeah, what so you guys see on replay. You had explain to see it the to me you were live. there. You were there, right. T P explain look, look, it to look, me. Look. Explain it to me. All right, so so this is how I'm going to explain it to you, and this is the best way that I can mm-hmm. put it. Now, I, I, I mm-hmm. compared to my brother, I, I'm, I'm going to just say I'm a movie buff. My brother's an avid mm-hmm. movie buff. Like, like he's like, oh, he got the jump on me. I know y'all remember that Batman when Bane took over Chicago and ripped the middle of the yeah. field up, and Hans Ward trying to get to the end zone. Hans running, he got to the end zone, looked at the field like what? And the crowd up there looking like that. You hear everybody like screaming and yelling. <laughs> I ever, I, I okay. I've been at games and I heard crowds boo, right? But I never heard people like boo and yelling 
at the same time. Like, like you think it would be like one person just screaming their thing and everybody just still booing. It was like everybody in MetLife, like, screaming at them and judge, like, going crazy. It was a group of dudes with shirts that said fire judge. They was going crazy. The dude that I was going with would not stop yelling at judge. I'm talking about after everybody calmed down. He was still yelling. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, chill. And, like, everybody else in the crowd, like, laughing because he going so crazy. He like, get off my teeth. You ruined my teeth. This was absurd. When I was looking around, like, people were throwing, like, they napkins and stuff. They, you know they can't throw a bottle because the bottle will probably make them feel they get kicked out. <laughs> but yeah, it looked yeah, like yeah. old school New York, like, in the 80s, how they was, like, junking the, the crowd and everything. I'm like, yo, this is 2022 Met Life New York. I'm looking around. It, it looked like a movie, bro. I'm dead serious. The, the atmosphere of New York not watching them try to force a run up the middle first down, and then second down they get a victory for him, and then they run with Fromm, and third down he did it again, and it was just just pandemonium and a bad aura watching everybody like that. Like, like and, and Barry, no, like, because this is the brotherhood we got. Like, we like picking on each other because we do this. You know what I'm saying? But it was to the point where I really felt bad for New York because it was like, I, I hate to say it like this. I felt like from from Kent, he don't have the confidence to play. Like it, mm-hmm. it's something about from that he just don't have the confidence to play football. One of the plays that I think where it made the mind for Judge Saquon is in the flat by himself. If Saquon catches the ball, he's getting ten yards or whatever he's getting. Right? Saquon mm-hmm. is looking at him. There's no pressure at from from throws it at the ground and it literally hits the ground like three feet in front of Saquon. Saquon grabs the ball and looks at him and shakes the ball, like, toward his direction, like, are you serious? And, and that's when Judge started, like, playing accordingly to what he has. He know he had no quarterback. Like, Fromm from does not need to be playing football in the NFL. He needs to be in Canada somewhere or semi-pro or <laughs> being a coach somewhere. And he, he's not, he does not have it. He does not have it. Right. Uh, and I feel bad for Judge because it's like this, this is the hand that he's dealt. And... um I never really thought about something that happened with the Giants. They said the picks that they used to get uh, Kenny Galladay from Detroit and the first pick mm-hmm. with Tony as well, these guys combined for no touchdowns on the season. That that shattered me. None. That shattered None. me. That shattered me. I, I feel bad it's, for the Giants, it, man. That, that, it, it, it's pretty bad. And – um, I got I got another call on queue. I'm going to bring him in in a second. Oh, my but bad. basically, I was running my mouth. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. It's all good. It, it, but basically, what what was what he had a press conference today, and and um, you know, long story short, he basically said he felt like I'm talking about John Mara, right? So the owner of the New York Giants. He said. I kept thinking during the season we had hit rock bottom, and each week it got worse. Mm-hmm. That's that's the epitome of the Giants. That because it was like it every week it just got worse, and like every week we even said it. Joe Judge kept digging himself a hole, digging himself a hole. It's like when you he's it, when your owner is saying when you think it hit rock bottom, and then each week it got. Nothing you can say there. I got callers and Kilman to bring in from the two hundred three. I got our boy Seth, uh, Seth in the building. What's up, Seth? Dude. Yo, what's going on? What's up? What's up? What's up? So uh, another giant fan. We we had our misery 
uh, Misery Love Company Ooh. last night with, okay. with uh, Aaron Simmons. So, yeah, you, TP knows who it is. Big Seth in, in the building. What's up? what's up, SK? How you doing? What's good, man? I I um I I I want to apologize for what you're going through in um East Rutherford. I apologize. <laughs> so so you apologize to Seth, but you say, oh, I, I, the villain deserves it. Because Seth said, no, no, no. You set him up to fail. You set him out there. Right, right, right. Yo, Seth, yo, Seth, Seth. The night before, I'm with him. He's like, yo, I'm going to the game. You should come, Ty. I'm like, all right, bet. So I'm I'm about to go. The next thing you know, it's showtime, and then I get in the car. They're like, well, Barry's not coming. And I'm like, are you serious, bro? Like, I'm up here thinking we're going to birthday this one. Now me, him, and X, he's like, this is X's first game two times, and so we're going to kick it for real. I'm like, all right, bet. But I didn't know how it went down, so, like, I feel bad that I was like, yo, what bad you do to me to me watch this game? <laughs> I, I would it, feel some type of way if I was TP, too. I would. I, I, I cannot. I can't. Right. I we just had an enormous night. Like, Hibachi, they got me nice, everything. Like, this, this is what happens. So, I, I, I guess this is the payback. He was like, go to a giant game and, and, and be Well, next time you, know you shouldn't cheat in spades. You shouldn't cheat in spades. You're saying don't I'm talking across the table. Oh, I'm doing good, honey. I don't cheat in spades. No, man. No, no, no. Oh, okay. All right. All right. That We didn't renege on books. We didn't we didn't cut partners, but I there was definitely some talking going across the table. Wait, wait. I remember. <laughs> you would oh, oh, This is the point. Up. This is the villain. You hear the evil laugh, people. I'm telling you, this is what I go through. America, the world, everybody that's hearing my voice. This is what I go through. And I'm doing this all for the cause of his birthday weekend. You know, this is what I went through. They're even calling me a cheater. This, this is bad. This yeah. is bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's just mad because I put a spank on the first game. You know, the first game we put a spank on. Y'all got mad. I didn't even let us finish the game. Y'all just said, y'all, y'all have it. Y'all got, y'all got it. Y'all won. Anyway, uh, I got yeah, number 625. Here, here comes serious. Please. Uh, I got from the 615. I got to bring him in. I. Hey, I got to bring in Big Mike Harvey. Michael, what's going on, brother? What's up, fellas? Sounds like uh, sounds like there's plenty of talking going on always with you guys, man. It's always good to uh, jump in, break bread, spend some time with you guys. We, yeah, we didn't even talk sports yet, man. We didn't even talk sports yet. We've been talking about this. You know, about, 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 about Dylan doing time is dirty for about 15 minutes, man. We didn't even talk sports Oh, yet. here we go. I, I, I gotta be honest. And here comes and here comes mini 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 hero serious to add insult to the wound, right? Mini hero, just a just a just a follower. I got, I, can't can't think for himself. A little serious, like can't. Where's Malik? Let me go. Get I'm my like, I, 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 I'm telling you. I mean, listen. I can only go off the information that I was given. See, I didn't know that you done did your man dirty like that. I didn't even know. Like you 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 didn't even text me and tell me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm hearing about this firsthand. And you want to talk about yeah, every villain? But you're gonna listen to the hero. He exaggerates everything. He exaggerates. Yeah. Like you know, it wasn't that serious. I mean, it was a little cold. I mean, it was a little wet outside, but it wasn't that bad. I mean, like, what are we talking so, about? Are you this is what happens, right? So, so Sports City is Wakanda, right? And Barry, you know, since he's family, he killed Monger. You know me, of course. My name's Tyler wow. T, so I'm T'Challa. Yo, so you beat Mbaku, right? You know, and, and you was bad at once, but now you got it. This is the part where you turn good and come save us. 
You got to help me. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's, it's a war zone out here. You know what I'm saying? I need you to turn good now. <laughs> like, this is what's happening. You hear me? Oh, my God. You, you hear me? Oh, my Hi, Auntie. Um, now, nah, listen. Um, call it number 929 I can't with you Listen, first of all, I got to say thank you to Aaron Rodgers for, for using your platform in a positive way to get uh, Joe Judge fired. Because I think once he clowned, I think once he clowned uh, the, the third and nine, I think it was a wrap. And, and, and Seth even put me on today, even Wendy's is clowning the Giants. I just sent you guys a screenshot that Seth sent me. Even the Wendy's, they, they you know, All-American Burger, they even clowning the Giants. If Wendy's is clowning you, like, we're done. It's over. It's over. But um, listen, I, I got to get off the Giants because we talked a lot about it last night. We could talk about other coaching jobs. We can get to that in a little bit. But I, I definitely get to some sports. I can't, even, uh, I can't even talk time yeah. on your Giants because as soon as I can, all you got to do is say, well, we get the same. So I can't talk any time. <laughs> well, at least you guys had a winning uh, – you won some games. I don't know if you had a winning record, you finished, but you, no, know, you won some games. No, 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 no. You, no, you need to know. I'll you put, got yeah. a winning record. You I'll put respect on it. I'll put, listen, you know, uh, we were going to talk about the Saints yesterday, but you, you dropped off the line um, conveniently. Convenient amnesia. I know the procedure. I know, I know. I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. But, no, listen, um, we had a national championship on Monday. We haven't had a chance to talk about it, so I definitely want to talk with the chefs about that. Georgia. Uh, winning their first championship since before me and TP were born, uh, since 1980, getting the win against Alabama, who was favored in that game. Uh, it was a really good game. I started, I started to stay as much awake as I could. Uh, I started to fall asleep. I was so tired. Uh, so, so, so tired. So tired. But, I mean, uh, it was a really good game. Um, listen, Alabama losing their receiver, Williams, to an ACL injury hope that, um, you know, they said that he should be okay. I think he's going to go into the draft, but um, once he went down, Bryce Young um, didn't have all his weapons um, at his disposal. He already lost Michi in the game, but no excuse. Um, listen, Georgia, um, they played well. Bennett played well enough to win that game. Georgia winning 33-18. TP, I don't know. If, I'm pretty sure you caught most of that game. What did you, what did you think about Georgia finally uh, exercising their demons against uh, Alabama? I think more likely uh, those receivers outside of, you know, the usuals weren't like, I really don't want to say they weren't ready for the game, but like they needed those big play Mm -hmm. receivers to be there and they were already down. Michi, uh, once Jamison tore his leg up and that was just a bad tear. And look, you can see it as soon as he turned around. um, It's unfortunate that injuries do happen in football. It's like you wish you could press pause for however long the duration of the injury is and, let them play from there, but they got to continue on. And um, the one thing that bothered me about Alabama is they try to play. Well, I'm, I'm putting it on the offensive, offensive coordinator and saving. They try to be cute. You mean to tell me the last time that they played Alabama, the running game was so efficient that they couldn't figure out what mm-hmm. to stop. Then they got supremely pass heavy, went away from the run because the run was like being stopped and they kept running you know, out of the shotgun or in single back, like, and let Robinson deal with a lot of tacklers. As soon as he got the ball, they knew it was coming. It's like, 
you need that run game to open up the passing game and put a lot of pressure on a freshman and young, which Bryce, I mean, had a Heisman season, so on and so forth. But I think this is a, a game where he could actually won the game. And, and it was, I think Alabama tried to win this game cute. I, I'm, I'm not letting them hide from this. Georgia, I give you a ton of respect. You guys earned your national championship. You did what was needed to win this game. But I'm not a big fan of uh, Stetson Bennett. I don't think he was a great quarterback, but he made some throws that got them out of trouble. I feel like Bryce Young could have actually played a little bit better, and that's the unfortunate situation that Alabama was dealing with, with them being down not one but two of their high-caliber receivers. It basically made these guys look legless and trying to get uphill. Like, it, it was bad uh, once he went down. And they were getting three, and I was not putting points up. If they did, it was field goals. And, you know, especially in playoffs or in championship games, you can't finish drives with field goals. you got to score touchdowns as best as you possibly can. And Georgia knew what it was on the line. This was more than four decades of a feat to accomplish. So Alabama, you know, having a feat accomplished so many different times in the past couple of years, uh, took this lightly, and it ended up hitting them on the chin. Yeah, I mean, listen, Bennett made the plays when he had to, almost kind of threw away the game, but, um, you know, they were able to overcome it, getting that big pick six to end the game. Mike, uh, two year um, SEC rivals um, doing the re-up at Georgia, getting the edge in the, the, the championship round. You might have won this round. You know, the tables have turned, darkness, but <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. So well, what do you think about Georgia winning against Alabama? So first of all, I want to echo TP. I mean, he might have been a Heisman winner, but Georgia couldn't stop the run when they played last time. And so your response to that is to have your quarterback throw the ball 57 times when you don't have mm. – uh, you don't have your best receivers. And I know it's the next man up, but those guys haven't had had those reps. And you're right. I mean, listen, the, the Bama turnover, uh, they turned the ball over. Uh, Georgia did, and Bama scored. But then, uh, you know, Georgia was able to come back and get a couple of things. Just, uh, you know, Bryce Young forced some things. Um, and, uh, you know, listen, Georgia has, all, has been solid defensively all year. They've had a good team. I, I'm glad to see – Personally, I'm, I'm happy to see somebody other than Alabama host the title. And uh, so now two out of the last three seasons has been somebody besides Alabama. Of course, it was Alabama and the other one. Uh, and I mm-hmm. think they're going to be the favorites uh, going into next year. But there's uh, a couple things in the aftermath of that. Okay. Um, Saban had never lost to any of his assistant coaches, and both of his losses this year were to assistants. So we can put that to bed. So I'm glad to see that. Um, I'm happy to see, you know, hey, listen, man, Georgia has been a solid program for a while. And so, like you said, you guys weren't born yet. I, I, didn't, I didn't remember I was three, uh, the 1980 season when this happened. So, um, you know, to see – then be able to <clears throat> put a flag up, you know, flags fly forever, as they say, when it comes to championships. But, um, so good on them. You, you're right, Stetson Bennett just did enough. I mean, uh, kind of like Jay Barker did for Alabama in, in 92, except Barker was probably a little mm-hmm. bit better. Um, but this Stetson Bennett thing is a, is a good, I mean, listen, it, it, it make a hell of a movie, right? Like, and, and there will be one day for him. Uh, the kid comes up as a walk-on, leaves, goes to a junior college, comes back. Uh, was supposed to be the third guy on the death chart. Ended up starting this year. The guy got banged up, so they kept him in the game. And I mean, hey, man, he did just enough 
Uh, but he was definitely very much a game manager. But I, one of the things that, that really uh, sticks out to me, first of all, uh, congratulations to Kirby Smart, man. He can kind of have that off his back. Mm-hmm. And not, you can't compare him to any other Georgia coaches other than Vince Dooley now, now that he got a championship. So you could stop with the Mark Rick comparisons and all that garbage that people have done since, you know, he took over. Um, but mm-hmm. – one of the things that really jumped out to me was in the uh, post game. Uh, Bryce Young, as a freshman, uh, Will Anderson, young guy, both mm-hmm. <clears throat> stood up as professionals and answered the questions. And listen, Bryce Young, as a freshman, said, hey, put this on me. Like, I, I should have executed better when we were down in these spots, whatever. Uh, I agree with TP. Uh, I put a lot of that on the head coach and the offensive coordinator. But for that freshman to take accountability um, in that situation, it would have been real easy in a disappointing moment like that for a kid that's that used to winning to try to pass the buck, and he didn't. You know what I mean? He didn't use excuses. Uh, there wasn't any ifs or anything like that. He just said, put this on me. Uh, I, I can perform better, and I will in the future. And, I, listen, I think the future is still bright for him, and this team is going to be favored. Next year, they're already the favorite favorite in Vegas right now to win the title next year. Surprise, surprise. The sun comes up in the east, sets in the west. Alabama's a favorite for the national title again. Uh, that being hmm. said, the, the couple things that really, really jumped out to me that I, I just want to call you fellas' attention to really quickly is in the postgame, after they answered their questions, Saban stepped up to the podium, and as these guys were leaving, he stopped them. And mm-hmm. he recognized him in front of everybody. And he said to the press conference, something along the lines of, I just want to thank these guys publicly, and I want you guys to to, to tip your hat, basically a recognition to these guys. These guys are young guys, a couple of uh, the hardest working and mature, most mature players I've ever had the pleasure of coaching. Uh, listen, right, that they wouldn't be there ways, if it wasn't for them. They wouldn't be in yeah, that game. Yeah, we wouldn't be there if it wasn't. And one game didn't define Listen, this is, yeah, this is supposed to be a rebuilding game for Alabama in some ways because of how much they lost. We know they just reload. But, I mean, that's the epitome of a player's coach, right? Like in a moment where everybody can be supporting for Saban to make sure even publicly to to recognize and thank his guys and not let them just kind of slink out of the room. Uh, that was a class move by Nick Saban. No, absolutely, and I think it, it kind of helped ease the narrative on Bryce Young that he got the Heisman Trophy but tro- choked in the the championship game, which I don't think he did, and I don't think it. I don't think any kind of criticism levied against him would be fair. I don't know, Sirius. Do you kind of agree with that? Do you think it was Bryce Young's fault that he, you know, he said he took the responsibility, but do you really think it was his fault? I don't, and but I I, I think it shows the character of the kid to to own to own the game and to own that the fact that, you know, they lost. What do you think about the game as, as a whole and, and Bryce Young's character? Okay, so first and foremost, um, Georgia went out there and won that ball game, period, end of discussion. Absolutely. Um, I, Absolutely. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and act like, you know, because there's a receiver, you know, towards ACL or they didn't have Meshi or whatever the case may be, the Georgia Bulldogs allowed a total of 10 points a game all season long. And the only time that they got 
really beat up and, and exposed was in the SEC championship to which they prayed to the, the college football gods that they will have an opportunity to do it over again. Now, I will say this, um, and, again, I say this a lot on the Tuesday show, and I say this a lot um, in, 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 in other venues that I speak at, styles make fights, okay? And Georgia was ready to go. Like, me and TP love, love hold. And there's a line that he says um, in TakeOver that says, you brought a knife to a gunfight, pins with chest, chest in the line of fire with your bent-ass vest. So essentially what I'm trying to tell you guys is, um, you know what I'm saying, Alabama uh, wasn't really prepared for what Georgia was going to bring them. So Georgia won this ballgame. Now, with that being said, to answer your second part of your question, um, you know, the, the, the class that Nick Saban showed um, post-game, the way that they handle the interviews and the press conferences uh, post-game was nothing short of spectacular and nothing short of class. Like, it's not often we see Nick Saban on the losing side of these massive games. Um, and to, to, to have his team prepared uh, to take questions and to answer them, uh, with respect in class, um, I'm sure they were frustrated and annoyed that they lost the national championship game. Um, but for Nick Saban to once again, like my man, uh, Mr. Harvey alluded to, for them to publicly acknowledge uh, Anderson and publicly acknowledge Love and the public acknowledge his team uh, for what they were able to accomplish uh, this season was nothing sort of spectacular. So I'm not going to say that um, it's Bryce Young's fault because, again, you know, his receivers wasn't running wide open. You know, he didn't have enough time to, to sit back and survey the field. The running game wasn't working, and that's much to the uh, preparation and, and how Kirby Smart had his team prepared. But, you know, I do I do appreciate the honesty, and I hope that um, this, you know, is used as, as a catalyst for them uh, potentially going forward. Again, they're already favored. We'll see what happens, you know, when we kick this thing off again in September. Hold on. Yeah, I mean, wait, 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 hold on. Go ahead, go ahead TP. You're telling me in that SEC championship game when Michi and Williams were available and playing, that made no difference in the game comparison to what they had when they were down a gun and Williams ended up going down too? So if you if, if you look at the game, TP, Michi went down right before the second half, okay? They were still able to run the football. They had Williams that was there who was still able to maneuver and do his do his thing in the open field. Okay. Now, when they went down, the situation was what it was, but you can't sit there and tell me that the offensive line forgot how to block. You can't sit there and tell me that uh Kirby Smart didn't dial up some blitzes and some pressures and and, and, and kind of getting Bill O'Brien's head as the offensive coordinator for the Alabama Crescent Tide. You didn't tell me that he was out coached. By Nick, you know, uh, he didn't. He out coached Nick Saban. Injuries are they're, they're part of the game. You know what I'm saying? And I understand that. You know, you know, you need people to to, to run your system. But again, his receiver was running wide open out there. You know what I'm saying? Okay. His, his, okay. So I'm gonna his, sit his, here. His, I'm his gonna sit here and that. tell you that. I'm I'm gonna sit here and tell you everything that you just said is manure. The crazy part about it is. You're saying that Michi left the field and Williams was still there to carry the torch 
in which both of these receivers are probably the top five or better receivers coming out if they were to come out in this draft right now. Both of them come out. And the fact William, that we're uh, the passing the run where the passing hold, hold on. Where the pass and the run yeah. work together and they miss both of the guns on the field in the first game they had three hundred and fifty yards passing at halftime. I, this, this, this is pandemonium that you're trying to say that. That's ridiculous. They, he almost had four hundred yards passing at halftime and you're saying that these two could go down? Like like that's incredible, bro. That's incredible. And you're helping me saying that. You're helping me saying that with Williams being on the field to at least pick up coming the call with Michi being out. He's not there either. Let me ask you this question, though, TP. As we butt on, then we can we go back and forth for all day. We can move on. You know what I'm saying? So with with the situation being as it was the first time they played in the SEC championship, these coaches got in the film room and made the adjustments. Kirby Smart and this and this Georgia team was prepared to deal with this. We, 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 we can't sit here and act like, you know, Williams was, was, was out the whole damn game. You know what I'm saying? If you look at how this game played out, Georgia was on their behind from the moment go. You know what I'm saying? This was a defensive ball game. It wasn't a, and so, yeah, until the second half. Right. Right. So, 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 regardless of Williams going down uh, in that ball game, or Williams going down in that ball game, they, they, they couldn't run the football like they was able to run the football. They couldn't throw the football like they was able to throw the football. They was blitzing and they was getting too bright young. They won't let them outside the pocket like they was able to do uh, the last time they played. They got in the lab and they figured out how to beat Nick Saban. You can't deny that. Regardless of who's hurt or not. I I I I tested the running situation. Like I was baffled on how Robinson could get started running. But mm. they were ahead when Williams got injured. Like even and I agree it was a defensive battle, but their offense was still able to move the ball until which the second half started opening up when they started scoring touchdowns. So you're telling me if Williams or Michi or both of them were on the field, it wouldn't make a, make a detriment to the situation for that secondary that couldn't even cover a tight end that was getting open on several different occasions. He was just dropping passes. Like, this is a situation where they were hiccuping in this situation without two of their better quality receivers that basically had to step up this season. Last year it was Devontae and them and Waddle and them. Like, these dudes are coming into their own in this season and had a huge output on this offense this year. Like, this is incredible. They ran the table, bro. They ran the table with that offense. Like, stop. Whatever. You This is this when they tell me you got to let people win, bro. You got to. Because that, that's incredible, bro. That's incredible. <laughs> I'm going to go to – hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second, and then there we go. For me, it's not about letting one cat win and one cat lose if you have to catch that beat. But for, for, for me, TP, you know what I'm saying, we all sat here. I, I think all of us in, in the kitchen right now has played this game at, at some level, whether it was high school, college, whatever, the case may be, semi-pro. You understand the value of film room. You understand the value and, 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 and the rivalry – and, and, and the and, and the competitiveness that is birthed out of these type of matchups. Kirby Smart has lost the last five to Nick Saban. The last five. You know what I'm saying? Nick Saban has only lost one time to a former uh, assistant on his on, on his staff, and that was this year. 
know what I'm saying? So when it's saving and when it's championship, you know what I'm saying, they get up for that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Send to be Kirby Smart in the championship two years ago. They get up for that stuff. But we we can move on. It is what it is. Seth, Seth, I'll let you be the tiebreaker, and then we can move on. What do you think? Do you agree with TP? Do you agree with, with Sirius? What do you think about the game, the national championship game? I don't want to beat a dead horse too much. I think you guys um, said it pretty well. I mean, it, it's tough. I agree with with TP. I mean, I think it's pretty tough already down Mechie and then losing Williams. I mean, to have your top two receivers out, it's, you know, it's tough to score points, and they never really established the run. Um you know, Georgia's defense was blocking it up all night. A um, couple big drops um, on some nice throws um, that could have led to, I think one of them, I think the guy, I think he could have had a touchdown or at least down to about the five, dropped it. And, um, I mean, really the only receiver looked like they had left was uh, the tight end. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. But, uh, Luke, look. I mean, look, you got to give credit to, yeah, you got to give credit to Georgia, though. I mean, they played a good game. Um and I want to ask you guys two things. If if uh, if you saw either how high Kirby Smart jumped on that last interception, because <laughs> that was that was impressive. I was like, oh my god, impressive. I was shocked. And and number two, did anybody see the interview that uh, Stetson uh, Bennett did on Good Morning America the morning after? Yeah, I heard about it. I drunk. Oh, yeah, he was hung over. That and, was oh my god, fantastic. He, he might have still been drunk. He, he may have still been drunk. <laughs> that, that was impressive. That was. I was watching the buzz, watching him. Check it out. It's worth a watch. It's like two. two I'm and gonna half watch minutes, it. I, I, minutes, I would. Oh. I would. I would imagine it's kind of like Ron Burgundy when uh, he was in the first movie when he was just, I'm right or not. <laughs> like, I drunk pretty, pretty it. much. Yeah, like, that's pretty much, he pretty much said nothing, but, you know, just blabbling, babbling on and, and pretty much said nothing. And it was, it's worth a watch. <laughs> Definitely worth a watch. Check it out. That's epic. That's epic. I mean, he deserves <laughs> it. I mean, I, and listen, no I agree. Question. If if Williams was in the game, I think it would have been a closer game. If they had both their receivers, I, you know, who knows what would have happened. But got to give credit to, to Kirby and, and, and Georgia. They won that game. And, and Kirby, I think eventually Kirby would have won the national championship. But to beat his old uh, co- his old mentor, his mat- former master, I guess you could say, um, you know, master, the student beats the master – or the teacher, I think it made it sweeter. So, uh, but respect to them, um, they finally got over that hump because they've had some good teams in Georgia. They've had some good recruiting classes, and to finally get over that hump, um, really, really kind of let it, you know, really kind of validated Kirby Smart and and everything that they went through this year. But it was a great game, uh, you know. I think as us fans won because we were entertained to a good game. Call number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Here with a lot of chefs in the building. Got to you know, got to make sure everybody's well fed. Um, I definitely want to really quickly. I want to highlight. Um, we don't have to go into depth, but um, the Yankees affiliate Tampa. Um, I think I can't remember the the Class A affiliate uh, had uh, hired the first female manager. Uh, in in uh, professional baseball, Rachel Balkovich uh, is going to be uh, the, the the manager for their uh, low A affiliate in Tampa for the New York Yankees. <laughs> she had her introductory press conference today. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's really just about breaking barriers and breaking walls down. Congratulations to her. I don't know if anybody's kind of heard about it, seen the, seen the press conference. I'm, I'm sure some of the news might have kind of dripped into your feed. 
But, um, you know, TP, I don't know if you heard about it um, with uh, Rachel Balkovich becoming uh, the first female manager in professional (coughs) professional baseball. All right. uh, I hope she does a great job, and I hope she takes over the Bronx. I need her to get up out of that situation and get up to New York and take over the Bronx because so many different skippers in and out of that dugout that can't get it done. As much money as they're dumping into this organization, she could probably come up in here and do a better job. So now I'm just being funny. I like to hear monumental stuff happening, uh, regardless of it's, uh, you know, sex or race. You know, it's, it's good that barriers are being broken. And hopefully, you know, it's going to take her a while to get accustomed to the guys or whatever and uh, buy into her system. But I, I just want her to be, you know, as comfortable as possible and try to be successful as she mm. can and make it happen. You know, and, and it's tough because, you know, she's going to have to walk through the clubhouse differently. And it's going to be interesting to see how that situation gets handled. So this is something to see. This is, you know, barrier breaking. Yeah, absolutely. I, and one thing that kind of bothered me, though, TP, um, the New York Post, of all the pictures that they can find of her to, to, to have an article about her being the first female manager, they use a picture of her in like a – like a, a bikini or something like that. Total class, classless oh, uh, act wow. right there. But yeah, it was like it was like a. You gotta Google it. It was a ridiculous picture because she's like a weightlifter. She's a former catcher, played in college, uh, played softball in college. Um, and the the picture that the post used, I'm trying to dig it up, um, was like one of her weightlifting type pictures. It was just like you know, there's there's not a lot of images of her. Because um, you know, she, there's images of her in all pinstripes. There's one in like a like a practice uniform. The one that they used was like kind of like it was like it was just like a picture. Like really, like that's the one you picked. Um, you know, it was just kind of weird. But um, listen, um, congratulations, sir. Seth. I know you're a Yankee fan. So um, did you hear about it? What? Just give me your quick take on it. Um, yeah, I heard about it. I think must have been yesterday. Um, I mean, I think it's awesome. You know, it's, you know, congratulations to her. And, um, you know, like, like TP said, you know, it's great to break the, you know, race barrier, sex barrier, you know, uh, I'm sure she's going to have to, you know, encounter, you know, things like you just said, Barry, you know, with, with the post, you know, putting up a picture of her in a bikini. I mean, it's, you know, she's going to have to deal with stuff like that. Unfortunately, it's just, you know, the times we live in, but, um, you know, I, I I wish the best for her, you know, and hope that um, you know, she can uh, you know, do good things and maybe move on up. And who knows, maybe we'll see her uh, in the Bronx take it over for Cashman one day. Yeah, and of course they removed the picture; they swapped it out because the one I saw was a different one. It was like a, one of her weightlifting or something like that. But uh, serious, I don't know if you heard about it. Just you know, just kind of a good story of female breaking the breaking the walls down. Um, first female uh, manager in uh, professional baseball. Yeah, I, I heard about it, and I, I, I echo everybody else's sentiments about the situation. Um, you know, here's the thing, like, with the picture and everything, you know, I, 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 I just really hope that people are, are, are smarter um about the photos that they used, like out of all the pictures that they could have found uh, to introduce this this young lady, um, you, you you picked that one. I mean, I'm sure she didn't submit that one, so 
you had to comb through uh, social media or, or something like that to, to find one, um, and, and that's right. the one you guys picked. So I, 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 I remember um, back when uh, Jeremy Lin was running around doing things in New York and, uh, and a reporter um, made a, a, a funny comment, but then it didn't come off as funny. So I, I, I'll say this, you know, um, I, I applaud the change, but what was changed comes a need for understanding and, and, and clarity um, and re-education, and, and I just hope that um, the powers that be are, 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 are relearning some things because that was that, – that, that could have been really, really bad very, very quickly. Luckily, I didn't see the post. You know, there are those who did, um, you know, and we were, we're trying to go forward, not backwards. So uh, I salute them for making the move. Yeah, I heard about it on the radio, and and I did I dug it up. There's this like she's a weightlifter, so there's those kind of like in those kind of like uh, sports bra kind of things. You know what I mean? So typical typical posts. Uh, they're 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 trash anyway. Uh, Mike, I'll let you clean this one up. Um, you can clean this plate up about uh, Rachel Brockovich. Uh, Balkovich, I'm sorry, uh, becoming the first female manager in uh, professional baseball. Good for her. I wish her all the success in the world. I still hate the Braves. Thank you. Um, and in the Braves, we, we hate the Braves too. Um, <laughs> Tomahawk shop. Uh, no, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But no, nah, it's a it's a good story. Um, uh, definitely, you know, because it's not a lot of baseball. We're still in a lockout. I haven't really heard anything. Nobody, you know, two sides can't get in the room and figure this thing out. I hope the lockout doesn't linger only- into into February. Okay, Mike. I hope not either. The only thing that I did here, I read just the other day that they there's a possibility that they are going to sit down and try to have a bargaining session on Thursday. So we'll mm-hmm. see what happens and if that comes to pass. Um, I hope it does so we can at least start that discussion at some point. Yeah. They um, need to do that immediately, man. Because, because we know exactly. We know we know one discussion's not going to get it done. Okay, now you got through the holidays. Everybody's had your Christmas presents and whatever else. Hopefully, some of you guys will be, you know, filled with some uh, New Year joy or something to bring to the table. So, so hopefully, we can um, sit out as best as possible, make something happen here. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's something that that should have happened before now. My guess is come Thursday, if they do sit down and talk, we'll hear that no major progress was made. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say this, and I've said this in multiple rooms. I've said it here. I've said it in baseball rooms that, I've been, that I'm a part of. Uh, listen, uh, baseball almost lost all of its fans in 1994. Uh, it took the, the home run race and all that that went on uh, four years later, to bring everybody back. We don't have the steroid or anything anymore. There's nothing that exciting. And listen, in a world of streaming and in a world of uh, technology that we're in today, and there's much more sports is out there that people can view, MMA and all those kinds of things. Uh, baseball is already woefully behind uh, football and other sports. Uh, they cannot afford any kind of work stuff is it's really going to cut into their season. Um, because if, if they do, if, if the greed gets out of control on both sides and they can't find a compromise 
and they do. Uh, baseball may never recover. I think it will recover, but to your point, I think it'll slip even farther. It's it's way behind football and basketball. I would argue basketball is the second most popular um, sport. It, 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 it's just it's it's a faster pace. It's more exciting. More it's more accessible to kids. I've said it on the um, you know the baseball buffet. I, I mean, I love baseball. I played it since I was a kid, but you need to buy a glove. You need to buy cleats. You need to buy a bat. You know what I mean? You, you got to get the helmet, all that. Basketball, you need sneakers and a ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's so much more accessible for these kids. So, and, and listen, both sides, the the, the players in the, the union and, and the owners never like each other. They don't like each other. It, it's bad blood since 94, to Mike's point. I hope they get it together. Um, next week, I definitely want to talk about the, the all-star ballots that should be flowing in on the 25th, uh, who should get in, who shouldn't. I know that's a lot, a lot of, of conversation that we – yeah, the Hall of Fame. You know, it's a lot of conversation that we've always had. Um, I, I've, I've, flipped, I've flipped like a villain. I've always said um, – I've always said the steroid guys need to go stay out. You know what? I say put them in. Who cares? It's, it, the whole, it's a whole hypocrisy anyway. Um, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But uh, we'll get to that next week. I definitely want to switch gears, though. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, call in number 929-477-2759 here with Mr. Timeless, the hero, Aaron Simmons, Michael, Mr. Harvey, Big Seth, the homie calling in. Um, listen, the, the NFL season, the regular season has come to an end. Um, you know, teams are in the playoffs. But a lot of there's a little bit of a not controversy, but I think Bruce Arians has kind of pushed it to the forefront uh, and put his his guy's name in the hat more than it's kind of been talked about with Tom Brady being an MVP candidate. Um, I think you know the consensus around the league is that Aaron Rodgers would win his second straight MVP. His numbers are gaudy, but then when you look at Tom Brady, his numbers are just as good, if not better, in certain areas. Um, Arian said it would be a travesty if uh, Tom Brady didn't get the MVP. Um, you know, we all like Aaron Rodgers. We think Jonathan Taylor is an MVP candidate. Tom Brady, when you start looking at his numbers, is, is, has a really strong case. So, TP Timeless, do you agree with Bruce Arian saying that it would be a travesty if Tom Brady didn't win the MVP, or is it a slam dunk for Aaron Rodgers like some people think? Uh, both. It's a slam dunk for Aaron Rodgers, and I think it would be a travesty if they took it away from Tom Brady. But mm-hmm. you know what, America? You know what, football people around the world, I have to do this. Um, they did it to somebody that I love, for the team that I love and support on a year-by-year, month-by-month, week-by-week basis. In 1997, clearly Barry Sanders should have won the MVP, and they split it mm-hmm. with Brett mm-hmm. Favre. If you're going to do that because you want to keep the Green Bay Packers relevant, which I see the same situation happening with Aaron Rodgers, which I can't take anything from Aaron Rodgers because he's doing a spectacular job with the pieces that he has, and all he wanted was Randall Cobb, and he's doing damage without Randall Cobb. But we're looking at Tom Brady have to deal with Chris Godwin being the leading receiver for the majority of the season. He goes down for the rest of the season. You had people in and out of this roster, and he's still doing it now with practice squad players. Gronkowski has not played all season long. Antonio Brown with the instance that he just caused right here in MetLife Stadium where I was just at three days ago. 
and he's still relevant. At the age of 44, he put up over 5,000 yards. 5,000 yards passing? Like, I get it, they got an extra game, but come on, this guy is 44 years old and balling like this, and they won the NFC South. They're defending their championship. In the words of Ric Flair, in order to be the man, you got to beat the man. And the last time I checked, he beat Aaron Rodgers the last time that they played. But Aaron Rodgers will probably more than likely get that MVP. But it'd be interesting if they did split that MVP. I think both of them do deserve it. But Aaron Rodgers is more of a fair favorite. Uh, he has a lot in his bag. I, I feel like he has more time left in the league unless he ends up retiring earlier than what Brady's putting out right now. But for Brady to be able to compete with these guys and actually strike fear in a lot of these teams and defenses still till this day, it's incredible. So I understand where Arians is coming from. Both of them legit have an argument. I think this is Aaron Rodgers' award again back-to-back. But if they split it on Barry to give it to Brett Favre, and if you look at Brett Favre's season that year, it's like, wait, what? Like, how? And y'all can do it now. Don't don't start holding back because y'all didn't want to get Barry the leg up over uh, Brett Favre. You better do it again now. I'll come right back to you, TP. Do you think they split it? I hope they do that. Be fair, because that was mm. Barry ran for two thousand. Barry ran for two thousand yards with Detroit's line, bro. The only other receiver he had was Johnny Morton and, and Herman Moore. Would I give Herman Moore more credit? And they didn't have gaudy mm. numbers. Barry was going crazy with Detroit, and Brett got it because they were coming off of the Super Bowl win. You see what I'm saying? So right, Brady coming off a Super Bowl win too. So. You guys better use that same magic that y'all used 25 years, 24 years ago. Like, this this will be incredible if you don't try to use that same story or have it a close vote. But I, I feel like there's no way they're going to go away from Green Bay to at least get that storm brewing. I mean, I, 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 would, I would think they would split it, too. Um, I, how many games did Rodgers miss this year? He had the suspension. And did he miss another game? Did he only play 15 games this year? Or did he, he missed play two games or one? Six, I thought he missed one. It might be two. You might be I right. He, I, I thought I I could have swore he missed another game. No, he only missed one. He only missed the one game because of the uh, COVID joint. Because right. that's yeah. when the okay. uh, Packers played the Chiefs. Um, and then right. he was back the You're, week after. You're right. You're right. Um, serious. I'll go to you. What do you think? Um, will happen with the MVP? Um, do you think? Tom Brady has a leg up. Do you think he deserves it? Like, what? Do you, just handicap it for me, bro. Yeah, I, I mean, I, what else is Bruce Aaron supposed to say? Like, I mean, he's going to fight for his guy. <laughs> he's going to try to, you know, get him, you know, accolades and attention. I mean, let's keep it a buck. If I'm writing five names on a list for MVP of this of this season, Tom Brady's name doesn't even crack the top five. Um, and that's just keeping it all the way a buck. Um, I got a receiver Ooh. out in L.A. who's throwing up stupid numbers. Crazy. I got a quarterback That's in Green crazy. Bay throwing in stupid <laughs> numbers. I got I got Jonathan Taylor throwing up stupid numbers. Um, you know, I mean, it, 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 there, there's so many. I don't say there's so many, but there's a good handful of candidates that I will put above Tom Brady's winning the MVP this particular season. Um, but, hell, he wants to throw his name in the, in, in the ring. Uh, he wanted to kind of turn the tide and kind of get people laughing and joking after the week they had last week. Um, so it is what it is. I mean, he's going he's going to pour for his guy. Listen, forty four years old mm-hmm. and led the league in passing yards at forty four years old. 
So yeah, I mean, I, you, your numbers, about, the you numbers are there. The guys putting up stupid numbers. You write about people putting up stupid numbers. But but these, he's not top this, five. This is, this is 5,300 and some change. I, I mean, and, and, and led the league in passing yards. And, I mean, okay, so, you know, he, he did lose to the Saints twice this year. Shout out to who that nation. Uh, but, he, listen, Tom Brady played well and even had, you know, some tackles missing and whatever else. I, I'm not – I'm not arguing uh, the case against Aaron Rodgers per se because Aaron Rodgers is fantastic and, and had a really good year. But if you're going to say stupid numbers, like uh, these guys put up stupid numbers, so did Tom Brady at 5,300 plus yards at 44 years old and led the league in passing yards. That's pretty ridiculous. Aaron Rodgers missed a game. Aaron Rodgers missed a game. He has them by 1,200 yards and six mm. more touchdowns. Wait, what, what are we doing here? He's not top five. I quit, bro. I think I people quit, look at the, the, the 30, 37 <laughs> touchdowns is no slouch, right? But then they look at no, the no, four interceptions, right? No, I'm not laughing right? at that. I'm not laughing at that number. No, 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 exactly. It's like that. that's what they say. So they look at, the, you know, Tom Brady got 43 touchdowns, but it's like Aaron Rodgers got 37. That's not bad either. But then the four interceptions, it's like, wow, like four interceptions. You know what I'm saying? Like, Tom Brady he's, he's not throwing the ball though. Tom Brady Listen, Aaron Jones and, and um Dylan have been doing work in the running game. Exactly. Like, that's exactly. Where the, that's exactly. where the twelve that's where that twelve hundred that's where that twelve that's where that twelve hundred breaks off and helps him. Like they got a running right. game. Like the the running backs have been in and out for Brady. This is what most valuable player me I I don't understand what the heck is going on. He has him by twelve hundred yards and he missed a mm-hmm. game. So let's just say let's just say Aaron Rodgers went crazy through for five hundred. He still got him for seven hundred yards, bro. Seven. Right. And look, out of all of the gaudy stats, we always look at the interception total, but this is one thing about Aaron Rodgers that I never really paid attention to. His passing yard total is always low year after year. Year after year. Mm-hmm. He don't give you those 400-yard days all the time. He gets you those touchdown passes because he knows how to score the ball in the red zone, which is dynamic. But, like, come on. Right, and, and, and that's the style of offense, too, that West Coast-style offense, the short passing game. Um, you know, and it's kind of weird because Tom Brady has a plethora of weapons. Um, you take away the, the arguably one of the best receiver in the game, Devontae Adams, and the two running backs – what what does Aaron Rodgers have? You know what I mean? Reggie Reggie Cobb. You know what I mean? Like Lazar is is not bad. Scanley is, uh, is inconsistent. I mean, you know, it's Wait, it's, Reggie, it's a fascinating Reggie learning. Cobb. Come on now, Reggie Cobb's a running back <laughs> from back in the day. Yeah, I, 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 I know exactly. Randall Cobb. Uh, Randall Randall Cobb is like he's way past it, right? He's not the same guy he was five, six, seven years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, it's an interesting argument. I have to say it, though, because you mentioned Reggie Cobb. Wait, Barry, I want you to look, look at something. And, and this, this goes to the passing situation I'm talking about with, like, Brady and Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Rodgers attempted 531 passes on the season, right? Brady mm-hmm. completed 485 passes. It's almost near what he's completed on the total of what Rodgers has thrown, not even the ones that he's completed. Rodgers completed 366. He's trumping him across the board other than interceptions. Interceptions is what's helping Rodgers right now, which is I can't mm-hmm. laugh at that. Like it's not like I'm laughing at that, but if we're looking at that, Kirk Cousins had seven picks on the season, so he's, they're they're in the same hemisphere. You know what I'm saying? Kirk Cousins only threw seven interceptions this year. 
You better look. You better do your research, yep. bro. Yep. Wow. Yep. Carson Wentz threw seven. So wow. are we going to do this? I, no, but I'm saying yeah, Kirk, Kirk, Kirk Cousins should have thrown in inter- more interceptions. Times. They might have made the playoffs. <laughs> what do you say? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> wait, what did you say, Sam? <laughs> I said, yeah, Wentz only had seven interceptions because Jonathan Taylor was getting – 35 carries a game. They're trying to keep it out of Carson Wentz. Out of his hands. Preach. Exactly what I'm saying about Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. This is exactly the same thing. I agree. That's the same Carson. comparison. Same thing. Not that they're trying uh, to keep it out of Rodgers' hands, but they got two two top flight running backs. I mean, they're going to they're gonna balance it out, you know, and, and, you know, run it plenty. But Rodgers, I mean, yeah, if he, if, if he was thrown as many times as uh, – as a Brady, you know, he might have maybe, you know, maybe have the same kind of yardage, but it's a uh, different, different style of offense. Yeah. I mean, go ahead and elaborate on it. Um, give me your opinion, Seth. Who do you, who do you think get, um, should get the MVP? What do you think will happen? Uh, I mean, it's, it's tough. I've, I've, I agree with everything you know, that's been said. It's, um, I mean, Brady's numbers are ridiculous. You know I mean? That's, he just keeps putting them up, you know, year after year at, at the age that he is, is impressive. I mean, Rodgers, like you said, he missed a game with, with COVID. Um, I think he played, what, the first half of, of this week and then sat out the second half. I mean, it's just, it, it's tough. It's, I mean, a great season, obviously with, uh, you know, with four interceptions to 37 touchdowns. It, it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's honestly, it's a tough question. I mean, I would, I would say that they're pretty, you know, neck and neck, um, but it's tough to, it's tough to say either way for me. I mean, yeah, he could throw, you know, for 50 touchdowns, but yeah, I mean, again, they have Aaron Jones, they have AJ Dillon. Um, so it's tough, you know, I mean, you got to get those guys some carries and uh, I mean, on you know, on the other side, they have Fournette and Tampa Bay who had a great year. Um, but you know, he's got so many weapons between, you know, he had Godwin before he got injured. He's got Mike Evans. He's got, um, Gronkowski, you know, who was banged up, but you know, he's got, you know, and now it's going to be challenging. We'll see what happens, um, you know, this week with the playoffs starting, you know, he's got Evans who played great last week and he's got Gronk, but outside of that, if they can figure out how to stop, you know, Evans, let's see, um, you know, who else Brady's going to throw it to, but. I don't know. It's a. It's honestly a good question. I mean, I put them both up there, right at the top, and it's tough, tough to vote on it. It's hard to say who's more valuable to their team, right? Because everybody knows if you don't have a quarterback, your team falls apart. Ask the Giants, right? So I mean, you can't say if one was on the team, one wasn't. You know, it's not. It's a quarterback, right? Um, we both know if when Rodgers wasn't in that, the game against the Chiefs, they were a disaster. If, if Brady wasn't on the field, disaster. So, if you look at pure numbers, it's Brady. But, uh, you know, I, it, it's a tough argument. I, I kind of lean towards TP. I feel like if if they can't decide, it's going to get a split. And, I like, co-MVPs. I think the last co-MVP, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, I think it was Peyton Manning, right? Wasn't Peyton Manning a co-MVP? Peyton Manning and Steve McNair. Uh, Peyton Manning and yeah, Steve McNair. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I mean, well, honestly, you know, we'll see what happens. Here's the thing: like, 
if if, if, if they're going to do a co-MVP, I don't think it's going to be Manning. I, I think it's going to be Brady and, and Rodgers. I think it'll be Rodgers and Taylor if they do a co-MVP. So you don't even no, think he'll get the, be the third. You'll be the third. No, I don't. I don't. I really don't. I would give it to Cooper Cup before throw, I gave it to Taylor, but I wouldn't give it to either one of them over. You can't throw again. What again, do you, again you can't throw up a season. You can't throw up a season that Aaron Rodgers threw up, have his team number one in the in the in, in, in the in the league or whatever the case may be, um, and 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 not give him his flowers. You know what I'm saying? You can't sit there and throw up Jonathan Taylor's statistics, what he was able to do as a running back, and and and, and not you know have him. Above a Tom Brady, you look at what Cooper Cup managed to uh, uh, accumulate this upcoming season. Look at what he's able to do. You can't give him his flowers. Fucking Jamar Chase out in Cincinnati was throwing up stupid numbers. This ladder, this just pretty much just slash the whole record that uh, Jefferson put up last year. And you want to sit there and try to tell me that I'm out of pocket for saying Tom Brady? So, come on now, my guy. Come on. Well, here's the thing. You sound crazy, bro. You sound crazy. Across the yeah. board, for Aaron Rodgers' stats, he only has him in interceptions everywhere across the board. Brady got him except uh, interceptions and completion percentage. So let me, so let me ask you this mm-hmm. question as, as, as a retort, okay? You've got one drive on the line. You're going to throw Aaron Rodgers out there or Tom Brady? Thomas Brady. You okay? Yeah, negative, negative, negative. Here's the Aaron Rodgers is, is the most valuable player. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Aaron Rodgers is the most valuable player this year. Okay, go around the room. We're going to the kitchen right now. Hold on, we're going to the kitchen right now. If if there's a drive on the line, historically, are we going with Rodgers or are we going with Brady? I, I, we go around the room. We go around the room. We go Seth, Barry, Mike. Seth, we go around the room. Seth, Brady, Brady, hands down. Barry, I, I, it's that argument. Talent, Rogers, one drive, Brady. Okay, that's what he said. He said one drive. So we're gonna stick to his narrative, not not how you trying to rearrange it, Mike. Who who you got? Here? <laughs> no, no, one drive. On, on the line, I'm going, who are you going with, Rodgers or Brady? I'm going with I'm going with the man that's got 1,500 Super Bowl rings. I'm going with Tom Brady. Come on, man. Like, that's crazy, bro. Like, dude, stop, man. And, and, but it's, 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 all, it's, all, crazy, it's all opinion. Bro. It's all subjective. You, 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 you're TP, out of pocket, bro. TP. You are out of pocket, bro. You are out of TP, pocket, bro. Let me ask, you are out of pocket. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, TP. Do you think Tom Brady kind of gets that LeBron James, Michael Jordan treatment that Look, Michael Jordan, when he was winning the rings, he didn't get the MVPs that he thought he should have got over Malone and Barkley, even though he was clearly the best player in the league. They didn't give it to him that season, and he made them pay by getting the finals MVP, right? And LeBron, you know, is the best player in the league, arguably, at certain points, but didn't get MVPs every year. Do you think Tom Brady kind of falls into that category? That, that's, a, that's a fact. That's true. But it's like you got to think about where he is in life right now. Like I'm looking at him okay. at 44. I'm thinking about people like Max Kellerman that said he's going to hit a cliff. We have not seen that cliff 
This guy still has the winning division situation. He switched conferences, and he's still dominating ball to the fact that he went to Lambeau and knocked his dude off, and that's got to be the chip on Aaron Rodgers' shoulders that he wants to not only just win the Super Bowl but knock Brady off in the presence of doing it. And Brady's actually playing a better season than him other than the way that it looks. And Green Bay, look across the board at the stats right now. What, what do you want me to read passing-wise that Aaron Rodgers has a leg up on him other than um, – 68.9 to 67.5 in completion percentage. And um, Brady is getting this equivalent in pass per, uh, yards per average. Uh, they both are averaging seven. I, I, I don't know what you want me to look at right here. Like, that other than interceptions in his completion percentage, Brady got him. Hell, what, Rodgers been um, more than him. And, Brady, and Brady's slow. What's the that? QBR? Yeah, ESPN stat, the QBR. What's that? What's that? What's that fake ESPN stat, the QBR? What's the? What's that number, TP? What, what, what do they have? Sixty-eight point five. Brady. They both basically sixty-eight. Uh, both for sixty-nine. They both were okay. for sixty-eight point eight to sixty-eight point five. So, so the point three, so, but Tom, they're going to move Tom, up. It's, they're Tom, equivalent. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady's uh, ra- uh, rating is 102.1. Yep. Aaron Rodgers so is Rodgers 111.9 because of the efficiency mm-hmm. with the lower interceptions and all. So um, it's it's an interesting argument. I mean, serious. I, and I'll, I'll let you answer my question. Do you think Tom Brady kind of gets that Jordan slash LeBron effect where he might be the best player in the league, arguably, but, you know, he won't get the MVPs? I mean, yes and no, to be honest with you. Um, I, I, I think that Tom Brady um, has accumulated a bunch of statistics and played for a, a bunch of years. And even in TP's argument, the fact that he's 40-some-odd years old and is still doing it comes up. And I, I, I tend to, I don't say poo-poo that, but, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I really don't look at a, at a guy's age. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you're giving me stats, you're giving me numbers, you're helping me win, or, or you're not. And what Tom Brady was able to do is, and you know, I, I tip my cap to him, but, you know, back to the topic at hand, when you're talking about the most valuable player of this particular season, I, 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 just, I just do not see how Tom Brady wins it. I just don't. You know, I mean, he has, I mean Aaron Rodgers has him in the win-loss column, and, again, the win-loss column is, 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 is not everything because this is a team game. But, you know, has him in the win-loss column. You know, I just believe that Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback right now than Aaron Rodgers. I mean, than, than, uh, than Tom Brady. I just don't. And he gets the Rodgers rate. That helps. I mean, not a lot of people we'll get the Rodgers rate. We'll find out. Listen, this is what I know. We're, we're, we will get to see when they match up. Um, in January, yeah, we'll because see. I guarantee oh, yeah, it's you, gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be good. Gonna I, be gar- good. I guarantee you, but I guarantee you, both of them have it marked on their calendar, and are excited to see this matchup if they can both hold serve. Um, and, I think really, they may. Uh, I think they may end up getting each other the, the next round because of how the how the seed is gonna fill out. I think they may end up getting uh, the next round. No, well, it depends on who it, it. It well. No, they have to – Green Bay will get the lowest seed. I think Tampa's a three seed, so there's no way that Tampa okay. would face them in the, okay. in the you round. Are. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. 
because they are the three. No, they will get the lowest. They will get the lowest seed, and if all the favorites win, then the, uh, Green Bay would get the winner of the Cardinals Rams game. Right, the lowest and seed, then, or uh, they would get San Francisco then, or Philly or Tam- what have you. And then Tam- yeah, and they would get San Francisco or Philly if either one of those teams won. Uh, but if right. everything falls to seed, that puts uh, Tampa either playing Dallas or San Francisco in the second round. And if, like you said, if something happens and uh, either Philly or San Francisco pull the upset, then that would put Tampa against the Cardinals Rams winner in the second round. Right. So we got six games um, coming up this weekend. It's going to be a great three-day weekend. Um, the first Monday night playoff game, I think, in the history of the NFL, um, you know, with the Cardinals and the Rams. Um, you know, we could go through each game. We don't have a lot of time, but I def- definitely want to get everybody's opinion. Um, which team, and I'll start with you, TP, which team of all the, the six games that we have for the wild card round do you think is in the most trouble that we could smell an upset? Which team, I, I think we kind of talked about it yesterday, so I definitely want to get more chefs involved on this. What team do you think is the mo- the most upset, you know, on the most upset alert, TP? On both sides of the conferences or just one top of the piece? I mean, or just one conference? You can do, you can do either way, either way, brother, whichever way you want to go. Um, The AFC, like, I really feel like the Steelers are dangerous for Kansas City right now. As much as that spread looked crazy and everything, I, I feel like, you, you've seen a lot of, well, we've seen a lot of legends leave on a high note. And I know it's not particular for the Steelers to walk out of Arrowhead to win it, but I know that Ben has been in these places where he's gone into Invesco Mile High and stole one. I know he's been in Kansas City and done his work out there and got stuff in Arrowhead. He could actually probably lift his team if they come out there and get Najee to run the ball and help him pass this game. Like, like that's the only thing. If Najee could get started and befuddle Kansas City's defense and keep them in it, because Kansas City's defense ain't great. They started turning it on late. But if they can keep them in the game, I could see an upset happening. Pittsburgh riding this high to get Ben a ring before he leaves. That's that's something I'm watching closely. That's an upset okay. in the AFC. Like, like I can see other things happening. The NFC, without a doubt, I, I mean, I really feel San Francisco can go into Jerry's world and, and shut the lights out. Like, I don't think they'll blow them out, but I feel like they could win by, like, a, an eight-point or ten-point advantage. I feel like it could be that type of game. If, if Zeke ain't running strong and that passing game ain't what it needs to be, Dallas could be in some trouble because at the latter point of this season, Dallas's defense has picked it up somewhat, but it's against teams that aren't playing good. Like, Philly's falling asleep at the wheel right now, and the football team fell asleep at the wheel where they put up 50 points at both of those games. I'm not – trying to measure them in those two games. It's games that they've been questionable. Plus, the Raiders just came in here with Thanksgiving and stuck them, and this was without Darren Waller. So I feel like Debo, Kittle, and Kittle just as dangerous as Waller. Like, if, if, if Jimmy Garoppolo is playing efficient, I feel like they could go in Texas and rob him. Yeah, I mean, I, I said it last night, too. I, I, think, I think the Cowboys are the team that is in the most trouble I think it's a bad matchup. I think San Francisco is a tough team. I think they're, they, they, they have experience. They've been to the Super Bowl. Um, I agree with you, TP. That's it. And you know why? And it's not it, – I think it's a bad matchup, but I think that Prescott 
has been so inconsistent the last two months. He had a really good game against um, Philly. I mean, me and you sat here and watched it. We're like, All right, we can turn off the lights. They, you know, you know, throw in the damn towel. You know what I mean? It was just, just right. like they kept pouring it on. But then I've, I've watched him against the Giants throwing balls high, throwing them in the dirt, like looking completely, in, you know, inconsistent. So w- will the real Dak Prescott please stand up, right? Um Michael, I'll come to you. What what teams do you think are in the most trouble in this wild card round? It, you can do it in both conferences if, if you if you want, bro. Okay, so I agree on San Francisco, and the other reason why I would say that on San Francisco is because they can they can run the ball. When San Francisco's at their best, they can put together long drives, and that also shortens the game up. So mm. I think that's the most dangerous matchup in the NFC. In the AFC. The the first matchup I, I start to point to is that New England Buffalo game, and I know that I had picked on the Sunday on the last time they played. I picked New England. TC picked Buffalo and was right. Uh, but New England can run the ball, and if they can, if they can get out running the ball early, uh, and can control the clock in that game, then that could be an interesting matchup for. Uh, for Buffalo, and so I think that's the most likely one. The other thing that I will say, though, that I find uh, really interesting is that, and by the way, real quick, before I jump off the, the NFC, like, uh, once again, shout out to the Saints. The, the 49ers is a better team, and so I, I'm glad to see them in the playoffs, to be honest with you. I think that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a better matchup this weekend. Um, that mm-hmm. being said, I, I think that the Raiders have some components that could really make it interesting in Cincinnati. Cincinnati has never been on this stage before. The Raiders at times have have shown a propensity to be able to get after the quarterback and harass the quarterback and rush the passes. If they can do that and make Joe Burrow uncomfortable and make them have to lean on that running game, uh, that could be a very, very interesting matchup in the AFC. I agree with you. I think the Raiders, they can get pressure. And even though the, the, the Bengals have played well and lit it up, that offensive line is still kind of shaky, right? They still get, Burrow still gets beat up a little bit, right? I mean, they got to the point where they, they ripped his damn name off his jersey, right? Like, they get, they get after him. So, it could be – I, I agree. That's, that's the potential for some problems. Serious, I'll come to you, bro. What do you think? Um, I know we kind of talked about it last night, but love to kind of get your your second second helping of of upset alert teams. So um, obviously, the the one in the NFC that that comes to mind um, is that San Fran Dallas game. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think it's a bad matchup uh, for the Dallas Cowboys, so I definitely think um, that Dallas is in trouble. Um, again, with there being only three games in the AFC, TP took the Steelers one, so I'm, I'm going to get off my homer pick. Um, but I'm very curious to see how, um, like you alluded to, that, that Cincinnati uh, Las Vegas Raiders game turns out. I gave this stat yesterday, and I'm going to give it here today. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals have uh, had a 33-year playoff win drought. Um, the last win came at the hands of, uh, excuse me, that drought started, Peter. That drought started when they lost 
to the uh, to, to the Raiders. So they essentially have come full circle. Um, so I'm curious to see how it takes place. Uh, playoff football, um, fans get tight, fans get fans get hectic, and I want to see if uh, this 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 Raiders team goes on this run or what happens with Cincinnati. Yeah, absolutely. That's gonna it's gonna be pretty fun. Uh, Seth, what do you think? Upset alert. Who's on upset alert for you? Uh, I mean, I think I'll go back to uh, kind of what we talked about last night. Um, you know, and definitely the Cowboys for sure. Um, and uh, as uh, I think it was Mike said before, um, you know, San Francisco, they could if they can control the clock, they're a good running team. You know, Mitchell, I think I saw something today he was limited or, or maybe he didn't participate in practice, but said they fully expect him mm-hmm. to play. And, I mean, if they can get him, you know, going, and then you got, I mean, Debo Samuel can run it, he can catch it, he could throw it, as you saw on Sunday, he threw that <laughs> touchdown. So, I mean, you got, you know, plenty of plays in the playbook for him. So, if, you, if they can control the clock, um, keep the Cowboys offense on the sideline, you know, and then if you, you know, can do that, you get Dak, you know, they're trying to chase points and they got to, you know, score, you know, with limited uh, opportunities, you know, he could be forcing some passes, you know, possibly some turnovers. Um, I think that, that for sure, you know, if, if – San Francisco can succeed in doing that. They put, you know, a lot of pressure on the Cowboys, and Zeke has not exactly looked great. Um, so it could be on Dak's arm, and we'll see. But So I think that's the NFC. I definitely think it's Dallas on upset watch. And um, I also agree, and I mentioned it last night, um, about uh, Buffalo being a potential upset alert. If New England, and they're a running team, you know, by no, you know, they're they want to run the ball you know Mac Jones is capable of throwing it but they want to run the ball so you know between Damian Harris uh Ramondre Stevenson I mean if they can control the clock keep Allen on the sideline who knows I mean Buffalo hasn't really had much of a running game um mm-hmm. to speak of you know Josh Allen can do it with his feet um but yeah I mean you know you saw the the game where they had to run it a ton in that bad weather and you know if they could turn it into another you know, kind of in the trenches, you know, run at a ton, keep Allen off the sideline. I think that they really, you know, could control, uh, you know, possession. And I, I think they could pull the upset, even though it's in Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, New England is obviously used to playing in that kind of condition, cold, you know, and who knows, maybe it'll snow, but we'll see. And that, that run defense at Buffalo is really bad if you check the numbers. Right, right. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. So, I mean, I'll come back to you, Seth. we got about uh, eight, seven minutes left. What team do you think is most primed to make a run in the Super Bowl, to the Super Bowl? You can pick either conference, both conferences, what, what have you. I mean, I think Tampa Bay for sure because you got Brady. I mean, you can never discount Brady, you know, kind of like you can never really discount Saban until uh, until mm. Monday night happened. But, uh I mean, no, Brady, who, who, you know, you got, you still got Mike Evans, you still got Gronkowski, Fournette's back, um, you know, so if he's healthy, they get that ground game going, you know, to complement the pass game, but, I mean, I don't think you can count them out, I mean, but it's, again, can they get past, if they get to the showdown with Green Bay, can they get past them, so I I don't know, it, it, that's a tough one, NFC is tough for me, but, um yeah, I don't know. And I, I think on the AFC side, I'm not too sure about the Titans. I mean, 
you know, good season record-wise. They got it done. They got the one seed. Henry is coming back. I mean, who knows how healthy he could be. Um, mm-hmm. If you can get him going, if you get him going and, and he's he's 100% back, you know, they, they could be – I mean, as the one seed, I don't want to call them a dark horse, but, you know, uh, Tannehill, he's, you know, still got A.J. Brown. If Julio Jones could stay healthy. You never know, but I, I think it's whoever's coming out of the NFC is my pick, whether it's Green Bay or Tampa Bay. I, that's that's my pick for Super Bowl. Right. Mike, who do you think is most primed to make a, a run to the Super Bowl? I mean, I think it's one of the Bays in the uh, NFC. And once again, just like I told you, <laughs> happened a couple of times during the regular season. When it when it comes time, uh, in crunch time, at some point, Tannehill is going to Tannehill. And he's going to be yep. who we thought he was. Um, and the Titans <laughs> are who we thought they were. There's one other time that the Titans were the number one seed. They were beaten by a wild card in the second round. Uh, that was the Baltimore Ravens the year Ray Lewis won the Super Bowl the first time. Not, not the night that the lights went out in New Orleans, but uh, – the first time he won the Super Bowl early on in his career, uh, the Titans didn't get a whole lot of respect as the number one seed that year. I think that it's very, very possible that the Titans could uh, could go down as early as uh, next week if they have to play that explosive uh, pass offense with Cincinnati. But for me right now, uh, if I had to make, if I had to make a bet on it, uh, my my pick to come out of the AFC is going to be Kansas City. Titans defense kind of bothers me. They almost blew that game. They were up um, mm-hmm. early and, and let let them back in that game. They, that defense bothers me a little bit. Serious. Who do you think is most primed to make a run? You know, man, I, I got I got to keep it all the way a buck with you. You know what I'm saying? I'm repping the city stop playing, yo. Uh, real talk, AFC wise. AFC-wise, I, I think it's going to come down to uh, one of two teams. I think it's going to be Kansas City or Buffalo. I think Buffalo is in a position right now, you know, if they if they get past Bill Belichick and, and the New England Patriots, um, I think that's going to be the major test for them um, until they see potentially Kansas City unless they think will happen. NFC, um, it's either going to be Tampa Bay or Green Bay. I, I, I'm not buying any other opponent. Um, I, I said this yesterday, you know, the, the, the Rams, they're a sexy team, but, uh, again, you got to come out here ready to, you know, put your big boy pants on and throw some haymakers, and right now they're trying to counterpunch. Um, and they get hit in the mouth. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, the, if the Arizona Cardinals beat them Monday night, but that's not the competition for another day. Let's say that's another That won't happen. Will not happen. Matter of fact, the Rams could knock off Green Bay, to be honest with you. We'll see. But it, real quick, before uh, as you go to TP, if Kansas City and Buffalo win, we won't have to wait much longer because those two teams will match up next week. Yeah, absolutely. That'll be a fun. That'll be a fun matchup. PP, who do you think is most primed to make a run? Um, Green Bay definitely. They, I, I think they're the scariest one today at home again. 
I don't think they want to sit mm-hmm. up there and uh, lose this opportunity being at Lambeau. Um, Dallas still is a worry, like, because they got all their pieces and their defense actually been playing well. Uh, AFC, I don't really have a clear cut. The only one I can really see doing it is Kansas City. If Kansas City get past the Steelers, I feel like that's the game they need to get going and uh, clear their cobwebs. But, um, of course, if if they get going, they can't throw that offense down, and, and the running game helps a little bit. I, I feel Kansas City's the toughest thing to stop. But uh, if Brady could get anything from what he has, it's like it's him again. Like, we've seen him with worse receiving cores with David Givens, Deion Branch, and David Patton, like, and, and Troy Brown. Like, <laughs> You can't count that out, period. And he's he's bringing a ring back, like so, like it, it's a couple of teams to throw in a hat. To be honest, yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the NFC, what serious? Say it again. Right, honey. Not that nah, you, I, he runs the ring. Stand with with, 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 with with this team. I I can't, I can't even handle the guy anymore. Okay. Yeah, no, you right. will because you'll find a reason. Like, you'll find an excuse. We've been arguing for two years. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. Just put, just no, we're, we're not even going to get into that. this discussion. We are going to do it. We are going to do it at some point, and you're going to say it. You're going to say we're it. It's, it's on we're recording. You're going to admit it. But no, listen. I, I think out of the outside of the Eagles, if any other team made it to the Super Bowl in the NFC, I wouldn't be surprised. Because they all are Let's legit. Get, they, I think they're all better than um, most of the teams in the AFC. Um, I don't think the Cardinals will make a run. I don't think the Rams will make a run. I really don't think Cowboys will get um, past the 49ers. But I wouldn't be surprised that they made it to the Super Bowl that they got there because they're all really good teams, right? Um, I think in the AFC, I think I think the Chiefs, are. they have a tougher road than they've ever had. Because they've never, they they're not the one seed. They would have to go to ten, to Tennessee if Tennessee made it all the way. Um, but I think I think I think pound for pound in the AFC, I think they're probably the the best team at this point. Even though we thought months ago that they weren't going to make it even to the playoffs, some people said that. I still look at them now. I think they're the most dangerous team in the AFC. Great show as always, boys. Love talking sports. We got Mike really quick, then we can close up. Here. No, real quick, 12, 12 seconds. Tennessee uh, does not strike any fear in Kansas City. If they need any motivation, they all they got to do is look back to the regular season. And the other thing I will say, the very interesting piece to me to so all this is the only time Aaron Rodgers ever made the Super Bowl was as a wild card. He played on the road the whole time. Green Bay under Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers in the home field has never made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is like kind of like Peyton Manning. Like, he, he, you know, Peyton got that one ring, and then you know it took a while to get that second one. Aaron Rodgers needs that second ring to to be in that conversation. He needs that second ring, in my opinion. I still think he's one of the better quarterbacks we've ever seen, but we need that second ring. We, you know, he should have had two rings long before. So um, we'll see how that goes. Great show as always, boys. Love doing the, the show with you guys. Seth, give me a quick plug. If you got anything to plug, you know, it's tax season. You can plug that if you want. If not, just, you know, thank you for coming by, uh, hollering at us, and, and, and hanging out with the chefs. Yeah, I got nothing to plug. Just uh, love getting back on with Sports City Chefs, talking some sports, man. It's uh, it's therapeutic, especially, you know, getting to commiserate with you uh, as a Giants fan. 
Absolutely. I'm going to get you on the blog. I'm going to get you to write for me cuz I know you got something to write. I'm going to get I'm going to get you I'm going to get you hooked up. But I love talking sports. Me and like I said last night, me and Seth go way back. TP also playing ball together with that me and Seth go back to middle school um doing our own uh doing our own pool. We did our own pool in the same pool for the March Madness that we did in middle school almost 30 years ago is still alive is growing to a, a big pot. So um, we, we go way back. I love that dude, man. I love Seth, man. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Michael, Mr. Harvey, not in the air. You know, he's always a freaking flyer. Now he's on, on solid ground doing the show with us. Mike, give us a pl- plug as we get out of here. Hey, real quick, man. Uh, thanks to the chef for letting me be here, man. Uh, barbershop, we're over 5.1K, man, so 5,000 strong and growing now. Uh, and then shout out to uh, – the American Gangster, Will Wade, and the LSU Tigers, man. They're 15-1 right now. They're playing good basketball. And uh, keep your eyes out. I'll be reminding you guys, but in 16 days, the top two wrestling teams in the country will meet on Big Ten Network, Iowa and Penn State. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I thought you had some more, some more stuff for us, but um, I appreciate you, man. Barbershop, get over there and, and support those guys. They do great work. Um, we love supporting them uh, without a doubt. Uh, Sirius, give us a plug as we get out of here. Man, it's your boy Sirius, repping that 412 and the 703. Touch the further to be here with you guys on another edition of the Call of Cookout, man. Uh, one thing I wanted to say before we get out of here, um, Barry, you a bad one. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. You can't be doing your people like that. You know what I'm saying? Sending them out in the cold and the rain. And what are you so talking about? You don't even to, have uh, this full context <laughs> of the story. You know what I'm saying? You're bad. You're, you, that, 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 that's Bama behavior. That's Bama behavior. Um, second oh, thing, my God. Um, I wanted to say before, second thing I wanted to say before we get out of here, um, I posted this in the thread. Uh, we didn't get to it tonight, but it looks like that there's been a potential potential leak of the Washington football team's name. Um, so again, if you want that information, definitely check us out www.sportsbeachef.com. Check out the blogs, the merchandise. I just finished uh, getting Dylan the information for the figure so that's going to be dropping here in the next couple of days. With that being said, man, it's been a pleasure, man. I'm gone. That finger food will drop tomorrow. Um, I was at basketball practice, so I didn't get a chance to work on it, but it'll drop tomorrow. Um, you know that, and I'm going to finish watching me and Seth's UConn Huskies. You, oh. Oh, excuse uh, playing St. John's. Hate the Johnnies. Um, and Ewing's going to miss the Georgetown game Thursday. Butler. Um, I, I hope everything's all right with, with Ewing, so I just saw that too. TP, I didn't leave him hanging. TP knows I got nothing but love for him. He's invited over this weekend, watch a little football. Not Sunday. Uh, I got daddy duty. Um, kind of boring shit. But, um, you know, we can watch football. Um, I'll make it up to him. I'll, I'll buy him a, a, a case of uh, Yingling. Or, or Presidentes, whatever you want. TP uh, is, is my brother. I, I wouldn't leave him in the cold like that. I literally could not drive my car. I couldn't drive my car. Like, I, don't I, don't I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I even heard that they offered will, to come pick you up on your birthday. They told me that they were offering to come and pick you up, and you turned down the people. Like, this is incredible. This is what I'm talking so about. I had, so I had to He's telling TP. me, hold on. Had, he's, telling me, he's telling me he has daddy. Wait, hold on. He's telling me he has daddy duties like the kids don't like me. Like, both of them don't call me Uncle Ty and give me bear hugs okay, when I okay, come okay, in right. and bear hugs when I leave. This, right, is, right, this is what right, I'm two, getting. Two like, things, like, two like, things, like two I'm things, not good money two up where, where he at. 
You know what I'm saying? This is what they do to me. Listen, in the words of Martin Lawrence, in the words of Martin Lawrence on the stage, in the front of a song that I love so much by Christopher Wallace, the name of the song was called Kick in the Door. And Martin said, I got to talk. I got to tell him how I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. You know what I'm saying? And this is what's happening with Barry right now. He's doing this incredible stuff in front of the world today in America, people on the World Wide Web. And feeding this mockery of situation. I got to deal with all this stuff across the board with him and Aaron going crazy about Aaron and saying this dude ain't in the top five. I don't know what to do with people anymore. I'm, I think I need to go see a shrink. Like I told myself that I would never do that. I, I can I can get myself through these situations, but now I, I think I need to talk to somebody. Like I, I I've been trying to be cool, calm, collective. I did a couple of woosah over the years. You know, I started to learn that from Martin Lawrence. But you know, Martin is one of the, my my like top ten comedians. But now I get it. Like, now I understand where he's been coming from all these years. So I think I need to talk to somebody. I got to figure this out. Seth, yeah, shout out, Life Seth, is shout hard to Little G. I didn't break you up on your way out. I didn't break you up. I didn't do none of that. Just chill. You know what I'm saying? Listen, G, yo, tell G, you know, I, I miss him, you know, and, and the rest of the cold brenners, you know what I'm saying? I got love for them. But you, you see what I'm dealing with, Seth. You see across the board, right? They're they doing crazy stuff, Seth. So if I tell you this type of stuff, you understand where I'm coming from, right, dog? You see? I got you. I got you. Oh, see, exactly. That's that's. But exactly. see, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna let this slander go. TP. Two things. One, I have the picture of the oil leaking, at, like so out of I my car. I don't think that's I, no, I'm not saying that. There was nobody. Nobody was coming to pick me up because I had to go from my house to pick up my kids from Bridgeport, then come down to Dave's house and meet you guys there. I had no way to get down there. I was stuck on the highway. I couldn't move my car because I had no oil in the engine. If I had drove my car even a block, I would have blown up my engine $6,000 down the drain. So that's one. And then Sunday, you do not want to be on daddy duty with me. I am missing the Cowboy 49er game to go to Disney on ice. Oh, pause. Oh, my okay. God. Pause. Damn. All right. Yeah. Pause. Okay, okay. So, okay. I don't know so I got fixed into a, a Disney on ice. My wife bought four tickets with my money. I thought it was four tickets for her and the kids and, and Miss Martha and her son. No, no, no. The daddy has to come. So daddy's going to be sitting at Webster Bank Arena with his phone fully charged with the earbud in his ear watching the Cowboy game while everybody else is watching Disney on Ice. Because you think the villain's going to sit there and miss that game? You out of your damn mind. So, so. Barry, that's March Madness back in middle school. Exactly. Exactly. Seth knows how we used to do. I would be in class with my headset. I would take the the old school headphones with the big ear that would, would clip onto the to the wire on the top. I'd take that off, pull it through my sleeve, put the the earpiece in my hand, have my hand on my ear like I was just leaning back, listening to the Yukon game on the radio. That's the style wait, I'm going the, into. Waiting for the waiting for the twenty twenty updates on WFAN. Exactly. Exactly. Because listen, you <laughs> T P I love you. You don't want that you don't want to come with me on Sunday. I, I didn't know you was going to see um, Mickey Mouse and Pluto on ice. I, I didn't know. Exactly. I, thought, I, got, playing, I, got, I thought I was playing fake, games at the crib. I thought I was playing games at the crib. I, I could play board games. You know, I'm the king of Monopoly, you know. Like, <laughs> I so got to watch fake-ass Olaf skating around, falling around on the Disney ice. Olaf I, I didn't know and, that di- and, and, and Mickey Mouse and freaking, uh, you know, Donald and all these these jokers, like, that that's that's 
listen, my, serious, yo, listen, get ready. Listen, this is what you it's do. coming. This is what you do. You said, yo, yo, stand up for yourself. It's Martin Luther King's birthday this weekend, man. Do something. You got right? <laughs> I got one shot. That's right. I do get an extra day off. Pause. I, mean, I do got, get an extra day off. Three. Yeah. Yeah, I got three. So my oldest is doing a lot better. Yeah. She's 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 on the men. She's back in school. So thank God for that. But um um because she did have COVID. Um but yeah, I'm I'm literally on. I, I there ain't no fun. It ain't no fun. Like I got nothing for you, brother. I got nothing. So with that being said, TP, you're invited on Saturday. I will make it work. I will have. I, we can we can hang out. I will buy you a case of beer. I'll I'll bring extra company for you, hint hint, and we'll figure it out. But uh, on that note, listen, I I will see you. We'll see you, right? So listen, I love you guys. It's so much fun doing the show with you. I can't wait to do another one. Um, I think we'll have the the crossover cafe tomorrow. Um, I'm uh, we'll we'll figure it out. But as as TP, you get us out of here. You do it the best. You're the man. You're 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 the reason why we're all here. Get us out of here, TP. Tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chef again. And if they don't know, now they know. Ow. Kaboom, Sports City Chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on the spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the Sports City Chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Okay. Uh-huh.